Welcome to the Immigrant Voices Podcast Project. I'm Deb Bluestein, and I'll be bringing you the voices of the courageous people who have made the U.S. their home. You'll hear about the lives and people they left behind in their native countries, their journeys here, their struggles and successes. You'll hear from parents of dreamers, dreamers themselves, undocumented to naturalized citizens, and everything in between. An enterprising and resilient teenager in Vietnam, Jenny learned the art of sewing, creating stylish clothing for herself, her family, and her neighbors. Two more careers unfolded before marrying and coming to the U.S. at 30. Once here, this energetic, intelligent woman struggled through culture shock to gain enough English and confidence to make her way to a fourth career and a happy life. With her children in school, Jenny dreams of opening her own salon one day. Multi-talented, it's clear that Jenny's greatest passion and success are built around her love of connecting with people. So Jenny, welcome. Thanks for doing this interview. And tell me, how did you happen to come to the United States from Vietnam? Thank you, Deborah. I came to USA by marrying my husband. But as I know, it's like in previous gender to present, it's like plenty of people around the world come here with different reasons like domestic violence, free light dating, and politics, economy. But honestly, I think I was lucky than many people. By the way, I came here because I'm married to my husband. That's more easy for me. And I feel so happy for that. And how did you meet your husband? Is, is he American? No, my husband is. Before, it's, it's my brother's friends. So when he was in Vietnam, when they was young, they played together. Also, if my brother lived close by my neighbor, so always he always visits my house at that time. But then later he moved to USA to reunion with his family, and then he couple time he went back to travel. And then at that time we always to uh, work together or like went out together and yeah that's why it looked like a movie but like it it the way I know him nice nice and what year was it that you came to the United States Jenny I I came here when I was 30 between 30 31 years old I remember it's about 2006 yeah 2006 so what was it like was it a shock, a culture shock coming to the United States? For me, it's in my imagine is like very different when I was in my country. My thought is, oh, American is like very easy. Everything is like just like a heaven because everyone says American dream, you know, everything is easy, it's beautiful, wonderful. And but when I came here, oh my God, I really 
have a culture shock for everything from A to Z. It's like culture, language, and about like the people, how they wear the clothes every time in four seasons. Oh, yeah, about the weather also. It's it really different, everything. What was the most shocking thing to you? Maybe about culture, maybe about culture, yeah. What aspect of the culture are you referring to? Because here, the first, I remember when I first came here, everyone in my friend family, because I visit their families, and uh, I heard like, a little boy called a, a grandmom or uncle or aunt. They call by the name. It's not like as my country. That's like unpolite to call a girl like that. It's like a relative. You are little younger people. You have to polite. like, oh, like uh, if your aunt have a name, you could not call by a name. You just like aunt or like uncle or like grandmom, or like the other way to call. But here, the little kid could call anything by name. It's like, oh, Sandy, or like Michael. <laughs> For me, I'm really shocked about that. <laughs> yeah. What happened when you came to the States? What was the first thing that you did? Did you get a job, or did you go to school? Um, what about your English? How, how much uh-huh. English did you know before you got here? Okay, so interesting question for me. It's like I learned English in my country when I was in middle school, but that's just a basic one. It's like really basic one. And because the accent is very different from Vietnamese South, you know, the teacher accent is like 100% total different from here. So that's why when I, I look at the book or something, I easy then when the teacher talk. And when I came here, every time I went out, it's very difficult for me because even when I ask something so simple, like where the restroom, please, I say the way, I ask the way they didn't understand what I'm talking about. And when they answer me, they show me where is it. I even like didn't understand what they talk about, what they show me about. But with that problem, I I very nervous, and I asked my husband like, okay, I may went to school in Sunday, but because when I beginning here, I just like you to to visit around the city and know more about the location where I live, but I didn't go to school yet. But later on, only one month later, I went to location school in Boston. But after only for a couple months, I quit because at that time, I pregnant. I have a baby. i very tired the whole time. But when the first time I finished my school, it, it that's for, um, I finished, that time was um, level four in my English. So from that, after I have a baby, I busy with them the whole time and take care of my family. And I have no change back to school again until last, last two years. How many children do you have? I have two kids. 
and uh, one boy and one girl. So they always um, have a great school now. They're attending great school now. And I'm very happy for that. You have a little more freedom now. Yes, of course. That's why I back to school. So from, you remember 2019? 2019 a difficult year for everyone in the world. So everyone stick at home, around home. They could not went out anywhere except at home. So at that time, I have a chance to take the total online class to I attend in the GPA program. Until now, I feel I'm lucky. And that's helped me to improve my English very much. I appreciate it. That's great. So it sounds like you you know what's going on now when someone is speaking to you. Yes, it's very clearly. And if I didn't understand or I don't understand what, what are they talking, I will ask again. And I know how to ask and I understand like the normal life, basic thing, or I can ask or I can talk. Yeah. So you told me earlier that you that you have a job in a salon. Could you tell me a little bit about that work and how long you've been doing that? You mean my job in, in here or in my country? Both. I'd love to hear about what you did before you came here and what you're doing now that your kids are a little bit older. Oh, that's a, a long story for me if I talk about. I love long stories. Why don't you tell oh, me what you okay. did before you came to this that's country? Great. That way, so um, I remember that was in the decade, 1990. It's pretty long times ago. And at that time, I was still teenager. So in my country, you know, Vietnam is not a um, development country at that time because the country is not open for the whole world, you know. And at that time, it, it, if you want to looking for a good job, a good salary, is that a problem? So at that time, because I still went to school, middle school only, but uh, I think it like it that socialist is like because the people is not too rich to bought everything they want to enjoy the life like here. So at that time, the people love to do their own garment, like the clothes, design the clothes at home. So too many ladies, they just stay home and garment the clothes. It's like the tailor. Did yes. you make your own clothes? Yes. So I went to a center to learn about that. I have my teacher and I learned how to design a clothes, how to make a style like a fashion. And at that time, it, it you have to pay very expensive for that because that job is very popular at, at, at that the case, you know. I still school, I still school and learn as weekend only. So at the other time, if I freeze, I did my job at like a tailor at home to help my neighbor, friends and my family to design a clothes. And I not, I not got the full price for that. It's just like for supporting me, supporting me to, to buy fabric 
or like the material to this to work with my job. That's it. And they all very supported me at that time. And that is my first career, my own business at home, but with not put money I own, you know, just for my hobbies and, and my my favorites want to learn for that. So you were a teenager and you were in business yes. for yourself. Yes. And I'm very uh, proud of myself because at that age, it's not much people with like know how to design the, the clothes they want and do and did what they want. But I did. I could learn that and help uh, my neighbor and uh, people around me. So I'm proud of myself at that time. And my second job, <laughs> I will tell, me, tell you about my second job. Uh, Is this your second job? You mean once you came to the States or a second job in Vietnam? It's still in my country because I continue to tell that by by age, you know. And uh, at that time, because I a little bit growing up, it's like older, a little bit older. It's like middle school, almost high school. So I work for... A restaurant in a restaurant. I I work at drink counter. They call it like here. Maybe they call here is bartender. But in my country, they call like a drink service or drink counter. So at that time, it's like if the people want some drink, I will make that and just trust the people. And the other side, in that counter, you not only just for drink. You search for too many different things, different work, because like, you know, in my country, not one people, not not only one person here. Like you stand in there, but you work for too many different work. Are you saying that the job meant you had to prepare the drinks, but you had lots of other things you had to do at the same time? Yes, exactly. Like what were, the like, other, what were the other things you had to do? The other thing, because the restaurant is uh, not a small one. The restaurant is for people who want to invite friends there to party or like have a wedding party or birthday party. That also um, also a, a hotel. But the hotel in upstairs, a restaurant in, in downstairs, so I work it downstairs for the restaurant only, but I had to like connect with people in like serving when they want to come here to ask for the menu, they ask for the service, and they ask for the price, like accounting, like how to pay after finish the wedding. So they were did the wedding planning, and you helped with the wedding planning and. Did you give them estimates of what it would cost them to have a wedding in the hotel? For me, it's like when the people came and you met, you met with them and you talk about the menu and then you talk about the price. And after they agree with everything, you introduce to the other apartment with like uh, a chef. So they have to talk more detail about that. But my work is only there and finish that. And when the party began, I had to work with dishes, the drink. And after they finished the party, I had to accounting with the bill and clean up everything. Oh, my God. So many different parts of that job. 
You weren't just yes. a server. Yeah. We were yes. like, a, a, you helped plan the events. Yes. But for that, it, I learned more, you know, I learned more from that. And I happy to work with that because like I connect with too many kind of, of people around and I learn from them a lot. And the more important is like, if someone needs help, I can help. But after work, <laughs> my whole body numb. Exhausted. <laughs> It's so awful, <laughs> but I'm happy to work with that job also. <laughs> it sounds like you do a great job working with people. Yes, I love it. I yeah. love, I love to connect with people. Yes, and I worked there for for a couple years. Then, when you came to the states, what happened in terms of your careers? Oh, still not finished. <laughs> I still have the other job. <laughs> a, a, a job number three in Vietnam? Job number three in oh, Vietnam, oh, exactly. Wow. Oh, fantastic. Yes. Let's hear it. You you ready to hear my third job? And that job is the most interesting job I have. This time, in that time, I totally trained like 80 degrees with different jobs. Because at that time, I have more skill between when I watched I work uh, with restaurant. I I part time to work and learning the other skill. I learn computer. I learn a uh, language like English and Chinese. And because I learn at, at the other time of job, you know, it between. And um, after I I quit that restaurant job, and I feel more I feel more confident for myself. And by looking for the other job and. This job is I work with a foreign company. My boss is from Taiwan. He of Taiwanese. And that is garment factory. Wow, yes. a garment factory. So this you knew a lot about it from your sewing. Yeah, I, yes, I saw it, but that's totally different from what I learned. Because what I learned is just like a tailor, a simple thing for yourself to do single, single one, you know. But the garment factory, they they have to finish ton of that export to foreign country with the over thousand of worker for that. And my boss is really a, a, a nice guy, and he give me a chain because that company also a new company just moved from Vietnam, you know. A chance. Yes, he gave he you gave a, me chance. a chance to to got the new job. What were your responsibilities in this new job for the garment factory? That's a right question. Just same with the second job I got, <laughs> you know, it's still too many work for that job. So I was assistant or manager. So my job is also just like a language between Vietnamese, Chinese, and I also work with the worker in, in the factory to help them provide the accessory from the products. If they're not enough, I have to connect with the client. I have to deal with manager. I have to deal with the worker. And also I have to translate paperwork. What is like, that's like the client order the sample. They have a technique, technique uh, form, you know the technique form. It's like the order form. They ask you exactly how you 
garment, the the clothes is like the fashion. Even the label or, or something very simple, you have to make exactly what they want. So I have to change the paperwork from for the worker and help them what they want. Yeah, it's too too much. It's too stressful. So much responsibility. Yeah, too much for me. But I always try my try my best to work. But also at that time, I thought like because I'm new, I'm new worker. I'm new at that job, and I really appreciate for my boss to give me that chance to to learn. You know, in my mind, I just thought like, oh, this job for learning. Not for earning money, so that's why I I I feel great. Was that the last job in Vietnam, and then you came to the United States, or was there a fourth job? <laughs> <laughs> no, basically for when I came here, it's just like stay home parent the most time is because like you when you came here, you not change to do what you want. You know, it is so difficult because like I tell you is. The culture shock and the language, you just like a meal and death and empathy. You know, everything is so difficult for me when I beginning my new life. I thought it like just for a baby when you learn how to eat, how to work, how to talk. I imagine the same thing with that for me at that time. And I feel it's very, very hard for the beginning. I just feel, oh, I have to went back to my country. I could not stay here anymore for a couple of years, you know. Wow. You So you must have been homesick for very, Vietnam. Absolutely. And I feel lonely because all my friends is not here. All my friends wasn't here. It's all they were is in my country. It's my family. Only me and I. only my husband, family. At that time, I stay home to take care of my kids. It's, I feel depressions, you know, and feel lonely is really hard time for me. So the American dream was a little bit of a nightmare for a while. For me, it's like, I think it's like, because before I heard, when I was in, in my country, I heard everyone say different way. But for real life, what you deal with is so different. It's like you have to learn from zero, everything from zero. That's a big contrast from all those irresponsible jobs where people looked up to you as somebody who had so many skills and then to be here and be yeah. at zero again must have been very yeah. hard. The first thing you have to try is like the language. That's the more difficult one, the language. Did you make clothing for your children? Did you sew clothes for them? Oh, because here is the heaven. I don't need to sewing for my children. Anywhere, it, the price is not too expensive. The style is wonderful. So market anywhere, so that's easy to purchase. So I don't have to work too hard for that. <laughs> you said you started to feel depressed. Did the depression lift? Did it go away a little bit? And if so, what made the depression go away? Yes, that's also nice questions. Because at that time, I thought like I could not stay home the whole time. And I start to 
thought about, okay, I have to learn something. I learned something more easy to make money and easy for me to don't need too much language to learn. It's like don't need too, too many skills of English. So I, my friend told me, it's like, oh, you, you should learn uh, about the nail job. It's like a nail technician. And then I thought about us and then I take six months to go to school, to went to school and I got a license. Yeah, after I got a license, I start to apply for part-time job. It's just a weekend when my husband stay home to take care, help me take care of the baby. And then I work only weekend for two days and then that make me more happy about it, to connect with other people. Are you still doing that work? I keep working with I keep working for, for that job until I have more time. When my kid going, like a couple years later, I learn more about the facial. And uh, facial, it needs more time. I, I need the whole year to learn and got the license from that. For now, I still work only part-time and not a full-time. I, I love my job now. That sounds great. What do you miss most? now about Vietnam? Maybe my family, because some of my my sleeping is still over there. And the, the other sad story, I I think I I miss I miss my mom the most. You know, in Vietnam, is last year the most difficult year in Vietnam because of COVID pandemic. And my mom is, is just um, passed away last year. I feel so, so the regret is the more regret thing is I could not back there to, to visit her at that moment. At, at last moment, that's the more regret I couldn't make. Are you saying that's a regret? Yeah, yes. I miss her. I miss her. And that's until so now, I still think about that. You go back to Vietnam? Are you, do you have a green card or are you able to no, travel? I am a citizen now. I was a citizen from 2010. Yes, I, I got that from a, a long time ago. But because the pandemic, pandemic, I cannot. The pandemic. I could not, yeah, I could not went back at that time. And, and that's so, so hard for me to talk about that. Until now, I still like, oh, my God, not easy at all. Did you bring something from Vietnam that you have with you some little thing maybe that you carry in your purse or you keep near you that you will always keep with you? Oh, thank you for asking that question. <laughs> that made me remember. Yeah, I show you this one. You see where I wear? That's the ring. That's it like a, a gem. That's a gem. That's the more meaning. That's the more meaning stuff I, I, I show you. That's Simple. Can you hold it up and just hold it? Let me take a picture of it, okay? Just just yes. like that. So this ring is I always wear it anytime I went out. I bring, I bring a lot too many things with me, but like this is easy thing I wear the whole time. But what is the, the symbolism of that ring or what is the history of that ring? Why is it um, so important? 
Yes, that's important to me and meaningful to me because that's the gift from my mom. Yes, and this one is when I moved here, my mom bought it. My mom said, okay, this gem is bring the lucky to you. So you could, you should wear it, you wear it the whole time, it's that good. So for that, I always, when I see, I saw the ring, I, I remember my mom the whole time. It just beside me, you know, in my heart. And it, I feel my mom there. That's lovely. Yes, thank you. You like it? I, yes, I do. I, I got a picture of it. Yeah, because this ring, you know, the red gem. Yeah, what, what kind of gem is it? What is it called? It's like onyx, you know, onyx. O-N-Y-X, onyx? Yes, uh, onyx. And in my culture, it's like it it will bring the lucky to you if you wear it. Sometimes it will change the color. It will change the color. You see here, this side you see the the dark one, right? But the other side you also see the light one. Wow, that's fantastic. The people say when it change the color, that time you have luck. I believe it, but not easy to have that change color, you know. When you wear it your whole life, maybe. Jenny, tell me, what words of advice would you give somebody coming to this country based on what you learned that you didn't expect? What should they be prepared for? That's a great question. My advice for the immigrant, if they move to the other foreign country, they should prepare First thing, they should prepare for the language from that country. And that's so important, you know. If they learn more, they know more, and they they will get the easy life when they attend that country. And for me, because when I was that age, I not much change to preparing. When you enter here, you had to, like, take care of kids, take care of family, earn money, and let's change to make the education for yourself. So that's the regular I for myself. So for me, my advice is like, you have to learn the language first. Also, you could learn about the techniques for any job you, you like. Also, you could learn about the skill, the life skill, you know. Everywhere you have a skill, you're alive. You survive easily. And for me, it's like connections, communicate with the people around with you, like your neighbor, your worker, co-worker, also like the people you met. That's so important to connect the other people around. Don't be, yeah. too, don't be shy. Don't be shy to make you alone. You feel lonely if you're shy. Yes. Be brave. So, uh, Jenny, what is in store for the future? What are some of your dreams that you're hoping to oh, realize? That's a, that's a great question. I, I think my little dream is com- accomplished. My little dream accomplished. My little dream is so simple because I just wish for my children to attend at a, a race school. And now my kids went there already. They in um, Boston Latin School, the first school in the Boston. So I'm so grateful for that. And my 
second dream, I hope and falter. I um, create my own salon. Your, your own salon. Your own salon. Yes, yes. I hope that my dream will come true. And the other dream also is like my favorite. Like I because I like travel. So I hope someday I could travel around the world. Where where are some of the places you'd like to go? Too many places. I could say in the world. But the more I could visit it maybe Japan. Really? Yes. Okay. That's a, a quality country for the everything. So I'd love to visit first. If I have a chance. <laughs> well, this has been great talking to you. Is there anything else that you would like to share that we didn't cover in this conversation? Thank you, Deborah. First, I want to thank you to you to um, sit here and give me a chance to talk with you. That's very great time for me. Also, I want to thank for GPA program and Thank for Michelle to give me an opportunity to attend in this Immigrant Voice podcast project. And that's like a journey for me here. <laughs> and I feel grateful to share my story for everyone. Thank you so much. This has been really interesting. And I... Uh... I, you keep smiling. That's not going to show up on the podcast, but it just tells me that you, you have a very positive approach to your life and to yes. and your desire to connect with other people is very clear. Well, my job now, because my job is need to connect with people around to give them a positive start. So every time when I work with my clients, they also very happy and bring the smile back in their home. Every time they say, oh, thank you, Jenny. I love you. I say that I, I feel so great about us. That's great. Well, thank you so much. Thank you, Deborah. It's clear from hearing Jenny's story that she turns every opportunity that comes her way into a chance for growth and learning. Whether during her Vietnamese life as a neighborhood seamstress, a wedding planner, a garment factory manager, or a salon worker in the U.S., Jenny never shies away from responsibility and hard work. We are grateful to have her as a vibrant member of our GPA community. Thank you for staying with us right to the end of this episode. The Immigrant Voices podcast project is the brainchild of Michelle Duval, the program director at the Adult Education Program at the Gardner Pilot Academy in Alston, Massachusetts. You can learn more about English for Speakers of Other Languages courses at our website, www.gpaesol.com, or by emailing Michelle Duval directly at m.duval at live.com. Without the funding of Charles View, Inc. and the support of its executive director, Joanne Barber, this project would never have been possible. 
A special thanks to music consultant Michael Bluestein, who helped us locate royalty-free music as background for each of my guest episodes. And last but not least, a big thank you to all the guests who are participating in this series of interviews. And to all our listeners, we say thank you. Do come back for the next episode.